With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 278 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. I'm Drew Horstman. And I'm Ben Klingeman. We have expanded, everybody. <laughs> in today's episode, we react to a loss in Boulder, along with Ben and Drew from the wannabe walk-ons. Mm-hmm. No, that's my part. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you, like, you totally want me to read it, you can find us on the I'm web. I've already screwed up. <laughs> find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode's brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. I got my Central Nebraska Buffalo hat on. Very nice. We're also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is, reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. And speaking of Central Nebraska Buffalo, how was that uh, bison burger you had? Super good. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in Central Nebraska Buffalo for the collab. It was a great burger. Yeah, it was big. It was juicy. I I got all the fixings on it, so I was said uh, a little leaner than uh, so, with the beef burger, yeah. but all the flavor. There you go. What more can you ask for? <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, we could, could ask, ask for a lot Oscar more for this win. game, but uh, yeah. uh, before we get to that, Ben Drew. Welcome to the pod. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, so having much for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Our pleasure. Do you guys want to tell our listeners up front here about your podcast? Yeah. Well, so we are just a pair of degenerates. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have a podcast where we react and, and uh, talk about Nebraska football, but every episode we also profile a Nebraska craft brewery. We're associated with the Nebraska craft brewers guild. Uh, and so we like to su- celebrate and excuse me, support the, uh, the small businesses that uh, create the libations that help us celebrate or get over a loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we need it? You know, we're, we're big fans of everything that has to do with beer. We're big fans of everything that has to do with football. So I tell people, if you're a Husker fan, it's a good podcast. If you're a craft brewery fan, it's a good podcast. And if you like both, you're, you're better. In, you're in heaven. Match yeah. made in heaven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Initial reactions, guys. Oh, boy. Wow. Right, let's cut past the pleasantries. Yeah. All right. Initially, I'm not happy. <laughs> that's, Sad. That's, that's initially how I feel. I, you know, I felt really good after the first half. I thought our defense yeah. looked incredible, mm-hmm. right? And they and they were keeping Nebraska in the game with all the offensive miscues. And um, you know, you know, Colorado came out in the second half. Um, they looked a little flat. Nebraska looked like they were going to keep it in, keep the score close, and maybe stay in the game. And I think they just wore them, wore them out. Nebraska got worn out at the end. The defense couldn't hang, and then. Offense never got going. So um, I think there's positives to take away from this game, and we can definitely get into that. I think yeah, we should. We don't need to focus on all the negatives. We get but, some positives. But it was definitely not not the game that I expected. No, um, yeah. With the way that Colorado was able to run away in the end. Mm-hmm. I think in that first half, though, I mean, it, it kind of was the game that we had hoped for, and the kind of the game yeah, plan sure. worked mm-hmm. in a way that, that was real nice to hear about kind of all week. Like, this is how we're going to go about it. What we've heard all off season is this is how we're going to go about building and establishing a team is by – you know, first and foremost, we're going to do that and center it around defense. And then we're going to focus on the offense. It's, you know, it's kind of almost like, okay, now let's start focusing on the offense because that defense is, is holding up their end of the bargain. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a, a serviceable offense that's playing uh, with fewer mistakes, I don't even think you have to play mistake free to walk out of here winning this game, but, but fewer mistakes that aren't self-imposed. Uh, I think that you are, are more competitive at the end of this game uh, with yep. a less tired defense. Mm-hmm. Initial takeaways for you, Mike. You know, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I, <laughs> I want to hear what you guys' positives are <laughs> because <laughs> I feel a lot less excited and hopeful about this season um, after today's game than last week. I think last week there was a lot of like, hey, hey, it's okay. We can get this figured out. Um, th- today, I'm just, uh, 
Man, I guess, maybe it's raw because the game just ended, but I'm uh, personally not in a, a great place right now, you guys. <laughs> You're with friends. <laughs> in in terms here, of yeah. how I'm looking at this team right now, I think the, the thing that I keep coming back to, um, man, did we have to start the season playing Minnesota and Colorado? Like, how would these games have gone – if perhaps Northern Illinois and was it Louisiana tech, yeah. if those were our first two games and then these two games happened, I just, I just wonder, you know, maybe if the team had a little bit more time to settle in instead of just being thrown right into the thick of it, as soon as the season started, I, I think I saw last week, somebody mentioned this was the fifth year in a row that we started the season with a conference game. Yeah. That's insane. Is that true? <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I think it's also the first time that Nebraska's had back-to-back road games to start out a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and especially to do that on a first-year head coach. And obviously, when these games are scheduled, you know, five, six, seven years out, you're not going to know what the coaching situation is going to be like. We probably thought when we scheduled this, we're going to be in year whatever of the Scott Rock Frost tenure. Rolling. There's going to be things to be rolling, and we're going to yeah. feel really good. One of the positives that I kind of take away from this game is I think that this is getting to a um, kind of a put-up-or-shut-up moment for Uh, Matt Rule as a head coach, right? He preaches about accountability. He preaches about being a defensive team, a special teams team, and a team that is going to not shoot itself in the foot and make those kind of mistakes. And we're starting to see, you know, after the Minnesota game and after this Colorado game that we're going to have to take accountability regardless of what your number is, regardless of if you're a single digit guy, you know, is that accountability going to be there? And he said early on in the season that he was telling some of his, the Heinrichs and the Reimers of the team, Hey, you guys said you want to win right now. Uh, and so we're going to go out there and try and do that. But I'm thinking that as the season progresses, are we going to see Matt rule stick to who Matt rule is start to play the younger guys, start to develop those guys. And yeah. we're going to see that, that traditional Matt rule year one, right. where it's going to be a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, but I think that if that is the case, I do think that there is a positive hidden in there that we have a coach who sticks to what he says, creates an identity uh, and is, is, is willing to execute on that regardless of how painful it is. So what I'm hearing is the positive is that this will be a traditional Matt Rule 500 first season. But if it's, <laughs> I, I don't it's know true. if 500 is a traditional. The pattern is there, sub, sub 500. The pattern is there and the, and the talk of we're going to build this thing around yeah. defense and special teams, like we're seeing that. If, mm-hmm. if you have an offense that can go out and execute and not make you know, boneheaded mistakes where you just can't handle the snap, that, yeah, you might walk away with a win here. And it looked like we were handling Colorado in the way we wanted Nebraska to go out and handle Colorado. I say we not as myself, but as as the team. At, oh, don't worry. Yeah. I mean, on this podcast, know, it's we. <laughs> I know it looks like I got on my private jet and flew here straight from the Boulder game, but I did not. Fast jet, too. It really is. It really is. Yeah, I left at half. <laughs> <laughs> so did the so did the team. At half, there was still a game. Oh, wow. wow. Well, that, I feel like this is you now two games in a row where you've had a, a great I'm going to say great defensive performance, at least mm-hmm. for a while, that the offense didn't hang with. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we seen in the last number of years uh, an incomplete team where you have one unit that's great and or two, you know, two units, including special teams. Special teams look to be better, although today you've got a missed field goal. And you had some real rough punting, too. Bashini didn't help in the way that Bashini could have helped. His first few punts were... 26 yards were you know sub 30 and and in a place like boulder you think this is where we can take advantage of that and really flip the field yeah and we uh, were in a hole the whole first half uh, in yeah. terms of field position yep yeah. but uh, thing i mean it's zero zero until what five minutes left in the first half and then we have a couple of those really goofy turnovers and all of a sudden it's 13 zero and we missed field goal going to halftime and i feel like that's where things start to get away and and the thing is like some of these mistakes to be a little, a little bit dwell in the negative for a moment here. Some of these mistakes are just like high school, you know, fundamental, the snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The handoff. Just handling yeah. the snap, having right. your timing down. Basic. So uh, that, that was uh, maybe the most discouraging thing for me is, you know, I guess in theory they're easily fixed, but um, I think I walked out. I saw I was at Minnesota last week. I walked out of there. not feeling too bad. I'm like, you know, it's game one, a new era, some, some slop, but you know, we're going to fix that. Now I, I just saw some similar slop, if not a little bit more, uh, I'm not feeling quite so good. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this. What do you think of the decision to leave Sims in for the second half? Like, I think I understood it, like keeping, like letting him finish out the first half, but I, I'm going to say I fully expected a, a new quarterback in the second I, half. I thought that's what they were going to do. There was a couple minutes left mm-hmm. in that, that last drive before going in. It's like, okay, you don't want to throw on a quarterback right before the half. If, if they make a mistake, if they're unprepared, then you can really let this thing get away because you're only two scores down at that point. Yeah. 
Um, and so it's like, maybe they'll get, you know, Harvard prepared over the half, get him, get him ready to go, um, to see Jeff Sims out there. I mean, obviously, you know, rule trusts him. It's hard to, it's hard to know what the other guys look like because you don't get to see yeah. him in practice. And so you, you say he, we, he's trusted, but then I'm wondering how high is that trust level? Com- and then like, what is the trust level for the next going next into the guys? Next game, is, it a, yeah. is it a matter of like his trust levels here and it could be here, but then the next guys are even, like, we're, I mean, we're going to find out. We, I know Anthony Grant, we didn't see him all game. Yeah. And, you know, he had his fumbling issues. He, he had a big one in the last game, Very and cool. he gets the bench for the entire next game. And so, mm-hmm. you know, with the way that Sims played in this one, um, you know, everything's different. You know, guy to guy, position to position, it's de- definitely different. So um, I imagine they're going to take a really long, hard look at, at giving Harburg the start. Well, and Sims, I don't know what's going to be wrong with his ankle, but, you know, he yeah. didn't finish the game. And, uh, so you know, maybe their hands forced a little bit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe Irvin did finish with 17 carries for 74 yards along 26. Jeff Sims with 10 rushes for 67 yards, all but 10 of that on his one long run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he, he didn't have quite as many carries or yards as he did last week. They did a good job of pounding it to, to Gabe. I'd be curious to see uh, what percentage of those carries were first half versus second half. I don't know if you guys have a feel for that off the top of your head. Yeah. You know, I think, I think most of uh, Gabe's yardage came in that first half and then early in the second half when yeah. they started feeding him quite a bit. And then uh, he wound up with, with the fumble. And I think that we saw them switch over to yeah, Ramirez. Ramirez was in the rest yeah. Of the yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to go back to the Jeff Sims situation and, and, and I want to look at that from, you know, last game and, and, and into this game. And, and in that last game, a lot of those turnovers that were, uh, on Jeff Sims, they were interceptions, right? Mm-hmm. They were decisions where he's not making the best decision, the best read. He's staring down his receivers. I thought he did a better job this game looking off guys. He was a better yeah. passer yeah. this game. And Just I thought his, there were a few times where his receivers let him down in some crucial yes. moments. Yeah. So I don't want to take away from, you know, how That's Jeff fair. Sims grew from last week to this week. Today, it was just a whole new slew of problems with right. those fumbles. And those are things where Nebraska fans, you know, we, we know about poorly handled snaps and we know about <laughs> bad snaps and we just saw it very recently in the, in the last administration, if you will. And, uh, and so to see that again and have it be something where it's the quarterback mishandling those, I mean, it's just a new list of errors, but we did see Sims respond from last week into this week and make some of those changes where he did look like a better pocket passer. He did look a little bit better, except for that interception he threw to Fedoni where he had the guy underneath just cut him off. But um, so I do have some confidence that Sims can, respond and grow and maybe continue to evolve. I just don't know if he grows and evolves into the kind of elite quarterback that we, we need him to be yeah. to really um, drive this season anywhere beyond hopefully a 500 season or a few wins, you know, in, in some conference play. Uh, but I do have to, you know, give credit where there was some growth from last week to yeah. this week mm-hmm. uh, on that front. And as far as game planning goes, they talked about wanting to target Kemp and Fedoni and, Kemp had five receptions. I'm not sure how many targets he had. Fedoni had several targets, had a couple uh, catches and a touchdown there in the last last play of the game. Uh, so that's you know, another growth, Satterfield-oriented, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that was some good momentum we had there, right? It's almost like it fizzled out after the first half. Uh, and I, You know, I thought, that, again, uh, the defense, I thought, played lights out for a while. And uh, But when you, can't, when you can't get off the field, or when you can't, yeah, when the Offense keeps putting you back on the field um, and in elevation, no less. Like, mm-hmm. that catches up with Against you. a high-tempo team. Hi, yeah. Yep. So they, they ran, I think, over 80 plays this game. Again, wow. So. We hit the quarterback. We, we did. did. I, I thought that was, was going to be a key to success. Seven, seven sacks. sacks. That's ridiculous. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. There were a few more that they, you know, they missed out on. I mean, uh, Shadir is really good at escaping that pressure. There, there are a few long passes and, that should have been sacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he's really – he's capable of extending – Mm-hmm. plays with his legs and we saw some of that and making those throws um even under duress but i thought yeah i thought nebraska did a great job and without um without ty robinson and for the first half a guy like cam lenhart stepped in and, and had a really great showing i yeah. thought as a freshman um you know nash continues to impress blades did really well and so and then luke reimer um i think had another another great game so and there's positives to look oh, at. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I if, think if, – oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'd say if they can – if the defense just gets a little bit of help from mm-hmm. the offense in yeah. this game, I think that the momentum keeps rolling. They don't get gassed. They can continue to, you know, um, keep rotating guys and keep keep guys fresh, and, and we have a tighter game. I don't know if we, we pull out a victory um, with how good Colorado looked once they started clicking. But yeah. I think, I think um, you know, like you said, getting these two, two opponents – 
right out of the gate, it's tough. Every mistake is just compounded because you're playing against higher talented mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. And so against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, we make those mistakes. Maybe we play tight games and we still come out not feeling great about it, but we, we probably get a win still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, suffer our losses and, and hopefully the next couple of games they can get their footing underneath them on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, th- three fumbles lost is probably the stat of the game. Yeah. Um, and the timeliness of them or untimeliness of them at the end of the first half. And just in general, you know, we, we always talk about penalties and turnovers. There were so many penalties in this game, there but like nice. on both teams. Yeah. yeah. There was so, just flying well, we had, everywhere. There, there were, but there weren't. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like there were some penalty calls that uh, like Bushini getting ran into on, on that. A no call. A no call yeah. there. Um, the second sideline warning, that was the first sideline warning. Yeah. Um, to not to go an entire game and have your offensive line uh, not be called for holding when it comes to Colorado, especially when you're seeing players like Nash hold, hold their arm up in the air. Yep. I mean, there was a fair amount that was going on that wasn't being called, and mm-hmm. the stuff that was felt real ticky-tacky. Like an unsportsmanlike for a guy putting his arm out on the uh, sideline. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I I don't like to, to dwell when it comes to what's called and, and what wasn't, you know, because that feels like the curse of the losing fan. Right? Oh, yeah. Where you're just, it, it, the, we, the calls just didn't go our way, and I'm glad this wasn't one of those games no. where yeah. there was one call that wasn't made, there was made that, that turned it, but there was a lot that was going on where it was like, ah, I wonder if they – if they took Colorado, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. We, so we had six penalties for 40 yards. They had nine for 80, Wow, which I would have, that's actually surprising. I the other way around in my I guess there was like a lot of offsetting more, stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of our, a lot of our penalties were offsides from just a very aggressive. Oh defense. yeah. That's like, a good point. You know, guys just jumping. So, um, which I'll take like with the way that they got after the, the quarterback, um, you get a couple of offsides trying to jump the snap and, and, you more than break even. And, so. and when you think about all of those penalties, um, even the ones that ended up getting declined, if we had a more balanced game, if the offense was out there, maybe having some longer sustained drives where we actually put points on the board, I think you're going to have a very different game. You're going to have a defense that is fresher. That is, I, I just feel like that's the, the story right now is the, the offense needs to step up and help the defense out so that we can have a more complete game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and once we get into big 10 play, we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see tighter games where, where we line up kind of similarly, especially like the big 10 West teams and getting into these defensive battles. And so hopefully by then our offense is able to, you know, muster 13, 15, 16 points and, <laughs> and, uh, and we can squeak out some wins. Right. Third down efficiency, Nebraska, four, of, uh, 13, oh, Colorado, gross. nine of 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, kind of felt were, like last week where there were several times where it was, you know, third and 10, they got 11 yards. Yeah, they keep getting themselves into really great positions on third down and they just can't seal the deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, and that's, that's the defense not being able to help themselves out in that True. instance too. So we had 119 passing yards. You're not going to win a game in college football in 2023 unless you're unless a service you three, academy. You had 300 yards <laughs> yeah, yeah, rushing. Yeah. Yeah. 119 passing yards. We had 220 rushing yards. Uh, so, but again, we had some drops. We oh, had yeah. some drops. We had some balls in hands. Yeah. Bullock had a big one on third down uh, in the third quarter that, that cost him a possession and, Fedoni, I think, had a, at least one. Yeah, Fedoni yeah, had a drop. Yeah. There, yeah. There, were, there were a couple of crucial ones on third downs that would have extended drives. And, and again, this, this is going to be a season of how much rest can we get our defense? Yeah. You know, how, how much can we keep the defense out there? Mm. Because as much as the offense feels like a liability, the defense feels like an opportunity. Yeah, right? we, you, you, we, we saw that hit that happened on Shador where the ball just blooped into the air and somehow that came down for Colorado. And you think the game could turn on a play like that. Mm-hmm. And as this defense, you know, as blisters turn into calluses, this defense is going to be more uh, in line with, with those kind of plays happening. They're going to feel more comfortable in those moments, and they're going to be, you know, ball hawks in those moments. But they've got to learn. This hasn't been a defense over the past few years that have been successful at getting to a quarterback the way they were today. Yeah. And, and so when turnovers are, are imminent or they're, they're in the air and they're an opportunity, um, I think this defense will get more and more used to that. And, again, this is one of those things that I, I go back to um, – rules a man of his word. And, and we hope that that's what it's going to be is like, as this team progresses over this year and next year, we're going to see how this is going to evolve into big 10 play. And I, and I think it could fit. I really do think it could fit uh, in big 10 play. Uh, I just, I just hope, uh, you know, that, uh, that it does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he needs to get a, I mean, thinking long-term, he's probably going to need to get another quarterback eventually. Right. And yeah. we got, we've got a long, 
It's a long mm. play here with Rule. It's no, 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 t- no need to freak out now. It's okay to be concerned. <laughs> two, it's okay two to games be in, it's a yeah. three-year three build, right? See, uh, everything that I was like reassuring people about last week, that's where I am today. Like all the people, they're like, let's just throw it all away. We got to start over. You know, like I'm not. We I'm are not starting there. over. That's I'm not. This is. Yeah, this I know. Is starting but, over. But like people are already like saying, "Oh man, well, don't you regret the rule higher?" And no, it's like no. we're two games in. You know, the, the, the frustration with that is that I mean, it was on full display, especially with this specific matchup. Um, and even last week, when Colorado's going up against a TCU team where a first-year head coach has immediate success. Yep. And we've been through first-year head coaches since Solich was let go. Um, and we think, okay, we're going to, we're going to have immediate success. We're in Nebraska. We have the pedigree to pull that in. And it just takes longer here. You have to develop a style of play that fits who you're able to recruit and how you want to play and that sort of thing. So it, it is one of those things where I understand where fans have been, you know, we've, we've given everything, right? Yeah. We're literally right here, right now. <laughs> we came here, you had lunch, you watch the game, you're spending money, you're spending time, you're devoting these things outside of just watching the game for two and a half hours on a Saturday. You know, it's a lifestyle. We're doing a podcast. You're doing a podcast. We're going to do one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Right after my wife's like, after the kid's birthday party, I, you can go record your show. And it's like, we have to say it so condescendingly, honey, but thank you. Um, your little show. Yeah. In the Thanks basement. You. Yeah. With, with you and your buddy from high school. Is that what she <laughs> says about me? Because my little buddy. You yeah. and your little yeah. friend. Your little friend. I mean, to be fair, you're, okay. I got a good, like, what, four inches and maybe a whole bill on you. So. hundred oh, pounds. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's all good. <laughs> That's that's for all the visual watchers of the podcast. Yeah, yep. big audience. Hey guys, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll post the video later. Yeah, I don't know what tangent I was on, but quit panicking. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's yeah. Good life advice. Yeah, I think just the the, the thought of this is a three year build and don't panic. Yeah, yeah. I think I think one thing though that that rule kind of set himself up for to maybe catch some heat was talking about this being a year two feeling like it's year two mm-hmm. he wants to win now wants to win players want to win now um and i understand i'm not like faulting him for saying that like they you know um that's what and, I and, and said. It, yeah. <laughs> well when we might we might still see six and six i don't i don't know um after the way illinois played last night we might see six and six yeah. purdue's not looking good so um what do they what do they always say after an early loss all of our goals for the season are still on the table, <laughs> still on the table. they're still they on are the table, but right? when you open up play against a, a division of home yeah. right division it's, it's more not difficult. just conference yeah. but division yeah but uh, but yeah I, I think that he's catching some maybe catching some heat for that because i think it raised expectations even further um and so you know i could i could see that being an issue the only Thing that I take exception, you talk about Rule being a man of his word. Um, the one thing that I haven't seen is I haven't seen them stick to their offensive identity the way that they talked about it. Oh, yeah. And that um, has been a huge uh, red flag for me as far as not, not long term, but as far as like this season goes, figuring out this offense and getting it, getting it rolling where it, where it can be competitive. Um, the fact that they weren't able to just pound the ball and run the ball here against Colorado and stick to that plan. Even as we're seeing troubles with timing in the, in the shotgun and, and, and those fumbles on the snaps to me are, are issues that stem from Jeff Sims struggling in the past game. Cause he's taking his eye off the ball to try mm. to figure out he's thinking mm-hmm. he's, too much. He, yeah, he's, he's worried about what's going on um, and where he's going to put the ball and what the defense is doing. And so he's taking his eyes off the snap. It's, it all stems from his issues in the past game. And so, um, I, yeah, yeah, I just, I wish they would have, I wish they would have said, Hey, here's what we're going to do this game. And you can try to like, you know, pick, pick your battles here and there where you want to try to maybe take a shot or take advantage of what Colorado is doing on defense, but they never really, I never felt like they had like that identity to fall back on when things got tough or when they were, were having issues uh, with turnovers. And so that's my only, that's my only issue right now with, with rule and, and, um, and as far as like him sticking to his word is, is the offense hasn't shown me anything that says, okay, at least I understand what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, wide receiver room is thin. Yep. Uh, lost, uh, lost, uh, IGC. Yeah. Did you see last this last week? Um, I know talking to folks who were in practice before the season, it looked thin then, and, you know, we continue to lose people. So that's, that's, a, that was a weakness coming in. We've got youth that we can develop. But, um, you know, when you've got shaky quarterback maybe play and you've got uh, – you're saying, oh, we might need to have some uh, contributions from some first-year freshmen. Um, 
that's that's a problem. So then you can really focus on the run game. And uh, so hopefully we can take it to a Mac West team here next week <laughs> and uh, just run between the tackles. And it, it will feel a lot nicer if we can get this to a two and two start <laughs> pre Michigan. I, yeah, I might start Michigan. panicking if we don't win the next two games, you guys, you guys are going to have to talk me off the ledge a little bit, <laughs> but because that's the thing that do you know, I, do you guys know anything about the Huskies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. They're good. They're not a bad team. Yeah. Oh, geez. See, know. Yeah. you know, uh, I know they've won in Lincoln before. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Coach Hammock's got a, a good squad there. They play hard. They fight hard. Um, I really like their speed defensively um, along the line of scrimmage. They're not, they're not the most stout in the center of their defensive line, but they can get you on the perimeter. Um, they fought into a really, a really hard one game against Boston College in their week one matchup. So they've already got a power five win. Um, I say power five lightly for Boston college. They've got, a, they've got a power five win under their belt already for this year. They love to come in and, and get paid a million bucks to play spoiler. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good game for Nebraska to, to try and get right on. Cause it's not a team that's going to just roll over. And right. play dead. Yeah, it's right. a team that's going to fight hard. It is zero zero at the end of the first quarter against uh, the Southern Illinois Salukis, Northern Illinois right now. Okay. Okay. We'll know more in a couple hours. Rather, I'd rather play the Salukis or... next week, please. <laughs> yeah, well, What's a Saluki? <laughs> That's when you have something stuck in your throat yeah. and you and you you breathe in real hard through your nose and then it comes out your mouth. Got That's it. a Saluki, I think. Got I think it. it's also green. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So what what are you guys going to be looking for next week then? Mike and uh are you going to be there? I will not be at the game guys in going? person. We are going to be there. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to come with me? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I we'll forgot, but I guess, I guess I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I invited you a while ago, but but uh I mean, I, I have ticket. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'll I don't want to miss Rule's first home game. Drew and I were at the Akron right now, mm-hmm. so it's about time. I mean, this I could be honest. That, oh, I was at Mike Riley's BYU debut. Ah, uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, That's what when we, last week we were chatting talking say, about the. Remember how uh, the Riley Mary? started? I thought it was a, and then yeah. we've just had inauspicious starts to our our football not, last few coaches' careers. So, and I think honestly, I think that that's part of the frustration that a lot of ha- fans have right now is I think it's really, really hard for the casual fan to say, this is just more of the same. This is following the same blueprint that we've seen from the last several coaches. Um, and and I think that that's the case that rule needs to make is like, he, he needs to start showing people, this is how we're going to do things differently. You do, know? You, do you think a start by Harburg says that? You know, you think I don't that's know. the first like step forward, like where he's like, you know what? Hey, he's got a number seven on his jersey. He's got the single digit. And I know that that's a thing we hyped all offseason, but he's not playing up to our standard. I mean, do you, th- do you think that that might? I, I think Rule might be able to use this ankle to, to that end mm. and say, well, mm. we got to we got to give him a rest here. He's not. Yeah, 100%. I could see that being being the, the storyline is that Sim's not going to start just because they want to give him some time to rest up for when we play the games that quote unquote matter, you know? Sure. Yeah. So of course, when you're battling for 500, every game matters. <laughs> right, but right. I I could see Harburg starting next week for sure. I could too. And he mm-hmm. and he's mobile like Jeff Sims. He's not not as fast as him, but we've seen him you know yeah. pull off runs and. and I, I think what's what would be nice about Harburg, Drew, is kind of what you go back to saying. Like, I want Rule and Satterfield to show us that offensive identity. I think Harburg almost forces that hand. Yeah. Right, where it's going to be more of that game where we're going to run some power, we're going to run ISO, we're going to run option, we're going to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, and be imposing and physical at the way that Nebraska was in this first half, uh, but they're going to carry it out to the rest of the game because they don't have a quarterback that can make all the throws that, that Sims You can. know, guys, this kind of reminds me of like an Adrian Martinez conversation. Where oh, it totally does. It's so dynamic. And that's why the casual fan mm-hmm. is so frustrated yeah. is because it's like he, broken he, record. He, Sims, Martinez, they can make those big runs, mm-hmm. but then you lose 36 Well, I mean, look, look what happened. What was our first score? We, we, everybody's yelling at Sims to get out of the game because they're frustrated with him, and then he just – Zoop first one, but, yeah. you know, yeah. to what you're saying there, like, I feel like you have Harburg in there and you're forced to do a more, maybe traditional, you don't have the safety valve of yeah. the super dynamic. I, th- I think, yeah. I think that they've, they've tried to change a little bit to fit Jeff Sims skill set. Um, but it almost feels like it's, they've, it's gotten too far away yeah. from what they originally set out to do. Mm. Um, even though they, I know they selected him to come here from Georgia tech. He was like their, their guy. Um, and he obviously beat out Casey Thompson and all that, but Casey it, was hurt. We, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a, nothing that Casey could have done. Man, that's such a frustration. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if 
if, I know if I he heard, hadn't had the surgery. I heard Casey Thompson's name a, a few times in the room today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, where's Casey Thompson? I think his name was trending at one point, too. So <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but that's I, what I'm saying. Like this, this is why I tweeted that Husker Twitter was toxic today, and then everybody was like, well, what do you expect? And I was like, I tweeted that during the first he quarter. He became the magnet for toxicity. <laughs> like, pe- people started just piling on him. Like, you guys understand, you're responding to this tweet an hour late. I'll show you toxic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's tough right now, and and I, gosh, I I get it, right? Like I I get being a fan for so long, and not getting the result you want with all the resources, all the money, all the uh, all the everything that Nebraska has. But but like it or not, the game is changing, mm-hmm. and and guys like a Deion Sanders can bring these high profile players who can come out and turn out and show out. It remains to be seen over the long run, yeah. but it's, do you want a program that matches what Colorado's doing? Or do you want to get back to winning the way Nebraska won? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's tough to sell that when it's like, no, we were patient with Bill Callahan. And then we were patient with Pelini. And then we got rid of a coach who we've won nine wins. We've been patient and we've lost a generation of fans because they haven't seen wins yet. And not yep. just a generation of fans, a generation of players mm. who, who don't want to come to Nebraska because uh, you know, the, the argument is, are we still relevant? Are we still that blue blood that we were in the 90s? And I, and I think that conversation piece is why fans get so frustrated. Is it's like, you know, there is still history and tradition and um, uh, an ability to win here. Uh, but why isn't it happening right now with everything we have at our disposal? It'll be interesting to see if Sanders continues on this trajectory. How, how quick has he gone? <laughs> I was about to ask, is he I was going to say the same thing. And then yeah. do all those players come with him to... Wherever, Wherever he goes next, next. Yeah. yeah. It could be. And in that case, then maybe we're better off because then they're just uh, empty husk again. Oh, man. With the transfer portal stuff, like a coach can jump ship and just take everybody with him. Yeah, transfer an entire oh. So in that respect, the slow build <laughs> is maybe long-term more sustainable. This is how you make yourself feel better after a no-to start. Right. <laughs> uh, maybe that's, maybe you know, that is the trajectory we're on. So we got to trust in it. Trust in the guy who's flipped two bad programs already. Yeah, that's another thing. Yep. It, it, it's just hard. I mean, it's, it's easy to have a, a reaction and an overreaction right now. Um, it's, it's a lot harder to kind of stay the course and see past the first two games, especially when the offseason is so long and, mm. you know, the work week is so long, even when it's a four-day week, mm. you know, you're, you're gearing up for this game and, and it's kind of the highlight of fall for every Husker fan. But, oh, it was a four-day week. Man, that feels like a year right? ago. It yeah. felt like an eternity. <laughs> I was like, was that what? But but I, I I still feel confident in rule because you see flashes of this identity that they want to build and and the way they want to go about building it. Um, it's just tough when your offense isn't isn't producing to keep your biggest firepower, which is your defense, you know, at at full power. Yeah. So I'm not giving up hope yet. I just want to <laughs> throw that out there. I guess that's what I'm throwing out on, on your guys' show when we record our episode. I'm going to throw the same thing out that I haven't given up hope unless my kid doesn't get what he wants for his birthday. <laughs> in which case. <laughs> There goes the hope. How old's your kid? He'll be seven. Or what, he is seven. It's what, a yeah. What does he want? Uh, everything. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the there's, there isn't like a specific like a red rider. This this was gun. the this was the first year that he went. I'm probably gonna get money for my birthday, aren't I? I go maybe. I mean, interesting. Goes, Can't wait to go shopping. I go okay. You're <laughs> stop. <laughs> if anything, that money's gonna go in your college fund, and then I'm gonna wind up having to buy you another birthday present. <laughs> One time I was at Target. I think I was in the toy aisle, and some mom and her kid were there. And the kid was like, I want that. And she's like, well, it's, you know, $5.99. She's like, why? The kid said, why are things always more expensive when it's my money? (laughs) Learned a life lesson today. Yeah. Well, what my kid likes to throw out whenever we're shopping is he goes, oh, dad, that's expensive. I bet you can't afford it. Oh, man. It's a challenge. Well, you watch this, buddy. I sure can afford it. (laughs) Yeah. Swipe. Yeah. You're just not going to eat dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, man. Anybody seen any good movies lately? You're doing what I did last week. Well, yeah. <laughs> you guys do a movie <laughs> podcast too? No, last week we had a whole intro that I ended up cutting out of the, the episode entirely because I, I started by asking Justin all these questions that had nothing to do with Nebraska football. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't really feel like talking about the game right now, but, uh, but actually I, I do appreciate you guys being on the show today because you guys have, you've got, you're, you're keeping the candle burning which I appreciate. It's, it's, it's helping me personally. Cause like, this is honestly, this is the first time that Justin and I are doing a reaction, like right after the game, Never done this. We, we always have 24 hours to just kind of like let the emotions and the dust settle. 
and then we come with a game plan on Sunday night is usually when we record. So, um, yeah, this is this is kind of raw reaction from Mike today. <laughs> I was serious. Has anybody seen any good movies lately? Uh, last time I saw was Barbie. Theaters yeah. with you. Yeah, actually, we Which did like great. a double date. We the need wives. to get there. We haven't seen yeah. it yet. Yeah, it was me and my wife and me, not Mike and me. Right, right. I mean, I'd go to Barbie together? with you if yeah. you want. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, so. Yeah. Good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> We've been watching uh, some movies by Hayao Miyazaki, who's like the Disney of Japan. Yeah. Okay. We all thought he was retired. Yeah, and but and he the, has a movie that's coming out. Yeah, the uh, Huron and the Boy. Yeah, is that? Yes, and and then I just saw like Guillermo del Toro tweeted yesterday that it's not going to be his last movie. So like, he's going to do another one. Okay. Okay. So uh, we watched castle in the sky earlier this week and uh, Porco Rosso. There you go. Which uh, I'd recommend both castle in the sky. is more fun. Although there are uh, the army shooting at children. So like it, that's might be scary for the kids. <laughs> Why are they shooting at the kids? <laughs> it's real life. I mean, if you can get through episode three, Revenge of the Sith, they can get through anything, right? Like well, how the younglings are taken that, out in Order 66. I mean, there's... That is a reason why we've stuck with the original trilogy for our younger kids. Oh, okay. One, because, and you yeah. haven't been on our podcast before we care about Star Wars. We care quite hey, a bit about oh, Star so that's Wars. That's a good reference, right? Yeah, yeah I made yeah. a Star Wars reference because I know it's good versus evil. Like, that's the extent of my... All right, nice. Yeah. Nice So anyway, um, yeah, we haven't watched any of the prequels because this is PG-13. Yeah. Episode three. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. My, my seven-year-old's a big fan of the original trilogy and he'll watch clips on YouTube of the original trilogy. But like we started watching, uh, to switch gears and do a different Lucasfilm, we started watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. And that opening sequence whenever or, uh, Alfred Molina's character gets, you know, kind of blasted oh, yeah. by the spikes my yep. son went this is too scary and i went all right well we're not going to watch a whole lot of other things mm. <laughs> yeah. that's too much <laughs> tap the brakes yeah mike you like uh indiana jones a little bit i, I you know if, for as much as i talk about star wars i actually like indiana jones more so, okay indiana like what's what's your order last crusade that's at the top for me last okay. crusade raiders um believe it or not kingdom of the crystal school Dial of Destiny and then Temple of Doom. Wow. I just can't. I can't do. Drew has no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I know. No, I know Raiders of the Lost Ark with the face melt. Yep. I remember seeing that as a kid. Like mm-hmm. that's burned into my brain. But, that, but that's it. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the new one yet. The, the new one's good. I think a lot of people, a lot of people just as a reaction to Crystal School have been like hyping it up to make it seem like it's better than it is. It's fine. It's an Indiana Jones movie. It's better than the Temple of Doom. In my opinion, yes. Yeah. Have you seen the new one? I have not seen the new one yet. It's good. I I recommend it. I I would just flip Raiders and uh, and Last Crusade for myself. I like Raiders a little bit more than than Last Crusade, but I mean, you can't beat Sean Connery. I feel like, yeah, the the first one was like, I mean, in terms of like, if you were to ask a film critic, they're going to say Raiders is the best, right? But the, the first one had a seriousness to it that the second one absolutely did not and then I think with Last Crusade, they they struck the perfect balance between the adventure and the humor. And so that's why I like Last Crusade. Nice. So. We do do this at the end of our show sometimes. We do. <laughs> we do this in the middle. <laughs> we do this at the beginning. <laughs> I, I was going to say, so are, we, we're, are we done? I don't feel like we're done. I, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Football. <laughs> Smart Alec. <laughs> what, what, what's on your mind? What's... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess just like. I'd, uh, maybe pull up our uh, our season, see what we're we're facing next. Because I know that we've got Michigan is the next big game after after the two. Should have. I mean, d- dare we even like you were saying? Dare we even call the next two games the the easy games or whatever? You know, they're easier, but they're that easier. doesn't mean we win them. Easier yeah. games. I I really think people are going to be surprised um, with Northern Illinois. I think it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's one that Nebraska should be able to handle, especially defensively. Um, Rocky Lombardi hasn't really done anything that's been super impressive. He's just kept his, Rocky kept his Lombardi, team. He was at Michigan state. Yeah. yeah. Nine, Rocky, the nine, snow game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's as oh, old as Scott yeah. Frost and he's still quarterbacking. <laughs> um, but, but he hasn't done anything super impressive at, at, at Northern Illinois, but he has kept them in their last game. And like I said, Boston college was, was kind of unfair to gauge how good Northern Illinois is because Boston college had to wind up putting in their second string quarterback. They fought back down quite a bit, lost in overtime. It was one of those games where, you know, Northern Illinois was in the driver's seat the whole way. I expect Nebraska to be able to handle the kind of attack Northern Illinois wants to bring to the table. Yeah. Louisiana Tech, though, 
they've got something similar to what Colorado's cooking with. Um, they've got an air raid offense. And so I don't think either of these should be slept on, but Nebraska should be able to handle them if they can kind of put together a serviceable offense. So it is, it is definitely two back-to-back get right games where they have an opportunity to, to um, give more confidence going into big 10 uh, West play. And then you got Michigan and now here on the road to six wins. So you, you feel, it sounds to me like you're thinking two wins. I, f- I feel better than two wins. I, know, I mean, two, and then oh. the, next two, the, next two. the next two games are wins. And then, and then we got Michigan and then we got Michigan and then we've got, uh, should be Illinois, right? After Illinois that, right? hosting yeah. Northwestern hosting Purdue. After, uh, that's, th- that's three teams that do not look great. Well, yeah. on one of them, obviously not a surprise, but the other two have looked significantly worse. I think than a lot of people expected. Yeah. Um, getting one at home definitely helps in Purdue. Um, but those are all teams that, you know, I feel like we've, we matched up really well in years past. And I, yep. I think I said this up. last week, but remember, uh, Scott Frost said winnable and then the player walked off. It was a winnable game. Yeah. 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 Winnable games here. It's almost like we know we shouldn't be saying anything before games now. <laughs> like, just like <laughs> it's a don't, game. Don't say a word. Just like we're gonna put in put in good. And honestly, that that is kind of what Rule has been saying. Like he hasn't been promising anything. Just like we're we're gonna be a tough team that fights hard. You yeah. know. Yeah. And and you could even make the argument that in the game today, that I didn't see. I didn't see the team give up, you know, like even, even towards the end of the fourth quarter, they were still fighting, even though the writing was kind of on the wall. They were still fighting. They they scored a touchdown late. They brought in all their second string guys. I think are a lot of second Mm -hmm. stream on defense. And so they were giving guys reps and stuff. Um, But yeah, they just, they got gassed, man. Mm -hmm. Like they, the defense was just out there too much. And if your first string offense isn't clicking, you know, your backups aren't going to necessarily light the world on fire either. Um, I, I was in Colorado for work this week and went on a couple of runs and you feel it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel it, uh, to play for a four quarters. Yeah. It's That's, hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and so it's not surprising that the, the score started eking further and further away from us at the end there, especially with how many times that we were airing it out. Our guys were literally gassed. Yeah. So well, as someone put uh, motor oil into their bodies, they were literally gassed. Yes. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's how I took it. (laughs) So let's say super optimistically, Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue wins. Super optimistic. I mean, okay. Then we got to find one. Then we just have to either beat Maryland or cover yours, Iowa, right? Maryland. And we have Michigan State (laughs) as well uh, as a crossover game. Yeah. 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 So we got to find a win in the last uh, last four there if we can win the five of the next six. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it's, it's probably premature for me to say that Wisconsin is going to be a loss, but I don't know. We're going to see growth, guys. We'll we out. are going to see growth. Um, I'm 100% confident we're going to see growth. Mm-hmm. So we've, we had a couple of tough draws up front. Um, as Fopolini said, turns out when you get rid of all of your bad players and bring in all awesome players, like you can have a decent football team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it happened. And, yeah. and Colorado's no slouch when it came to who Dion hired as uh, yeah. coordinators as well. And I think we talked about this on our, pre- our preseason episode when we talked about, you know, bringing in Charles Kelly, bringing in Sean Lewis. Like those are two legitimate coordinators. He took a head coach, demoted him down to offensive coordinator. You know, you're, you're, you're not looking at a, a poorly designed coaching staff mm-hmm. you're looking at a well-built coaching staff everyone's frustration is is around what we saw in the preseason and the size of the players that they posted on social media and, and all the hype that was going into it and like people are like no you gotta earn it especially around here because we're thinking that's that's the way it goes but Colorado's doing the same thing that TCU did the same thing that Michigan State did the same thing that other teams have done where they've just flipped their roster brought in great guys who want to play for a coach who's who's getting all the attention um, and, and they're having in a, half of the commercials in between. You know. Yeah. That, that feels like, that <laughs> feels, feels like during a, uh, a, a presidential campaign, like rules should get commercials too, right? right. Like there should be 50% of those <laughs> to the opposing coach. I don't know what he would be. Um, what, Gatorade. What? <laughs> Gatorade. I was going to say, I see him more like doing like a local car dealership yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Acres. From our house to your house. <laughs> Rule house. Matt Rule's house. <laughs> Rule house. <laughs> I mean, Runza should get on that train, right? If, if, yeah. Yeah. And, and what, How, what if, why haven't we seen an NIL thing for Runza? Like, last year, I know they gave like a bunch of players, maybe all the players, a little something. I mean, like, yeah, they like, gave them a number one with Frings and a side of ranch. <laughs> 
which really slowed them down. <laughs> I want to see a runs a commercial did, with some of our players. I did it. see yeah. a Sam's Amigos billboard on the way here. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that I've seen is the the coldest commercials from last year. Like, Nash, that's the only Nash, thing. Yeah, that yeah, has got his own. Bear. Okay. But runs it makes sense. Like running back. Like it's built in that runs up, runs the ball. Like it's <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. It yeah. seems so That's simple, funny. but runs makes it all better. I love yeah. runs. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know who also makes really good food is the Herdat Sports Bar. How about Woo! that? Look at that plug. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I will say we got cheers from the audience. Even though we're you know we're here, we're at the Herdat Sports Bar, we're recording and everything like that. When whenever I talk to family about the Herdat partnership that that we have through our podcast and through your podcast as well, and everyone says you know that that Herdat that formerly Hale Varsity, their food's been fantastic every single time. So, you know, that's not a shameless plug. That's just legitimately what it is. And when folks came out for our recording too, there was a lot of high praise for the, for the food, the service staff, and the way that folks take care of us here. Yeah. I know that sounds like a commercial, <laughs> but hey, might as well talk about that because it's a lot more fun to talk about. All the family sure. here. They're out there doing their job. They yeah. are. Yeah. Any questions from the audience? I did tweet to... Uh, Crickets for any questions on Twitter, but I don't know if we got any serious answers. Uh, so I said, since this will be our first ever reaction episode right after a game, any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss today? Um, our friend Cody Villarreal asked, I think Deion Sanders was an NFL player at one point. It might be cool to dig up some information on him since no one else has covered it. <laughs> so there's Have a that. point of him. And uh, then somebody asked us if we should fire Satterfield. So I don't think that we wow. need to really talk too much about those questions that were coming. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody asked you about your opinions on Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, no, and I mean, I, they know where we stand. I could know? certainly, yeah. <laughs> I could do an entire season and talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's so. funny. So Mike is uh, a part of multiple podcasts, film related podcasts. Well, right. Right. I do have and, another podcast but, that is a Star Wars podcast. When so. you were involved with the uh, Ernest P. Worrell? Uh, I wasn't involved in that. I was just a, a fan. So, okay. Um, <laughs> not, not to get too deep into it. Do you guys it, know Ernest P. Worrell? But, uh, uh -huh. no, oh, no, man. Okay. Look him up. Look him up. But uh, there, there were these series of movies that were produced by Disney under the Touchstone Pictures label uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, they were based on a character from TV commercials who somehow became Are you talking about like huge. Ernest Goes to Camp? Yes. Or, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know okay. who Ernest is. Okay. So, okay. There's these guys who, not, no lie, they got a hold of, from the original writers of these films, a binders full of rejected scripts that they, because like they had a deal where they had to pitch X number of movies to Disney every month. And then they'd be like, keep working on that one, throw this one away. And so they literally had, I think, like 50 movie scripts. And so over the course of three years, they just read through all of the scripts on their podcast. And uh, yeah, so it's been a, a fun adventure listening to them talk through. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Is there good stuff in there? Or are you like, uh, I get why they... I mean, a lot of it's awful. Yeah. Like, a lot <laughs> of it's awful. Jim Verner, is that? Jim Varney. Yeah. Varney, Okay. But, yeah. but that's the thing is that the people who wrote it said, well, we had to pitch three movies, you know, and so what we would do is we'd have the one that we really like, and then we would intentionally write a couple of duds along uh -huh. with it. And so some of them are just absurd. Yeah. So there was a Halloween Ernest movie that I remember being particularly oh. kind of scary. Ernest like, scared stupid. Yeah. That's my that favorite. One, that one legitimately <laughs> like had some good thrills in it. I remember being like there were uh, like trolls or goblins or something mm -hmm. like that. That was Going that way, yeah. That Which, was... fun fact, have you ever seen the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I have not seen it, but I am aware of it. The clowns from Killer Clowns from Outer Space were reused and turned into trolls for Ernest Scared Stupid. Makes sense. So I'm afraid of both clowns and outer space. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to go back to not... Believe me, I would love to sit here and talk about movies. This no, you're good. Time. You're good. Uh, Drew can attest to this, that he threw a trivia question my way about movies, and I went we off on a like tangent. Halfway, and then we, that's all we talked about after that. Um, I want to talk about the Marcus Satterfield thing. Yeah. No, that's uh, a good yeah, – thank you. Okay, so maybe Bring we okay. will talk about okay. it. We want to Bring talk, it back to football. I, before you do, can I say, do you think that his playbook is like two bad plays and then one oh. good play, so we see the good play and we forget about, you know, make the other two look <laughs> <Hey> -oh. very <laughs> funny. That's a, that's a good – That's a good callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Sorry to interrupt. You'll go no, far, that's okay. young man. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a couple of thoughts. My first thought is they need to quit cutting to Marcus Satterfield when he's doing something that makes him look like a doofus. <laughs> because last week they cut to him. We talked about this on our podcast when the wind was blowing and his playbook was everywhere. 
This week they cut to him when he's got a big loogie that he's trying to get out of his throat and he's like coughing and hacking on the sidelines. It's not fair to Marcus Satterfield. The third thing I want to say about, or maybe that's the second thing, I don't know, is I really liked the motion that they were putting on Colorado offensively. I didn't hate the game plan early on of trying to make Colorado uncomfortable and trying to figure out, is this a pass play? Is this a run play? The execution was more the issue than the actual play calling I felt early on. I felt in the second half of the game when we were like, let's run the ball, let's take over control of this game, let's impose our will, let's do the things that we've talked about all offseason. That's when it felt like we were getting away from things. Matt Rule said early on when he was talking to these players about like, hey, coach, we want to win right now. Let's play the seniors. Let's play the guys. Rule said it's going to come down to the players. It's going to come down to our guys executing. And our guys didn't execute. So I I don't put the blame in the first half on how those turnovers went on what Satterfield was calling, because I think it was actually a sound strategy to keep Colorado uneven on either side of the field. 25 minutes into the game. I mean, we were even. Yeah. 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 And, and, and nothing that Nebraska was doing on offense wasn't really working. Guys were dropping the ball. Yeah. Jeff Sims had, had issues controlling the ball. There was an interception. Um, The handoff wasn't great to Irvin. Like the issues that took place were not because of the play calling. And so I know people are going to sit there and go, we need to get rid of Satterfield because it's easy to put that blame and that onus somewhere. Uh, And in the second half, I would say I was getting frustrated myself too. I was like, run the ball, you know, RTDB, right? Run that ball. Yeah. But, um, but in that first half, I didn't really hate the way Nebraska was trying to attack Colorado and keep themselves in the game. It was more a player execution issue. And Mm -hmm. so I just want to throw that out there. I I know this entire conversation. I'd be like, no, no, I'm the apologist, right? (laughs) Rules defendable. Satterfield's defendable. Tony White's defendable. They're all defendable. Um, but early on in that game, I, I really, I really kind of liked the way that we were keeping ourselves in the game. I think the problem is that Satterfield is defendable. I think we saw that Colorado <laughs> did a really, really great job of it. It's very good. It's very uh, good. This is the kind of wit you can expect. <laughs> oh, walk all of our listeners should listen to these yeah, guys too. It's, it's how it's, I handle the pain. Is this sarcasm? Over the over an hour and a half that we typically tend to go, you can. They find are longer one or two. shows. They are longer shows. What's the um, if I were to pick up your episode and like skip through? Where should I stop on average? Like, where's the best like? Right at the through. end, just right at the end. Right. Just, you just need the last, last 30 seconds. We're, we're like it's, a Mr. Beast, Beast YouTube video. We cut off right when it's over. I mean, we don't do any extra. There is no fat on our two-hour recordings. <laughs> <laughs> lean two hours. Oh, yeah, very, very, very lean. Yeah. All right. Well, apparently, for a Husker game, you can tune it out when there's one second left on the board. So Yeah, what was going on there? I don't what know. What the heck was that? Never, the fans started coming on, so they said, okay. Yeah, it just kind of kind of felt off. like the two coaches were like, okay, we'll, we'll just call it. If I'm Matt know. Rule, I say we need to snap that ball. Mm-hmm. And so technically, I'm going to assume Colorado forfeited. Oh. <laughs> so. We'll take it. Yeah, like where's that, that show on the stat line? Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Colorado gave up. Yeah, they did. They didn't have all 10 toes in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do think that uh, – that's funny. <laughs> I do, you know, Satterfield, I feel like, uh, was maybe collectively viewed as maybe the weaker hire, uh, in the off season. And so if there's been any suspicion as to where things might struggle, I think that's where it's been. So it's, uh, you know, coming off the first two games, that is not going to abate. Um, and we will see, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's nothing's going to happen to him mid two games in. Yeah. 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 And they did score 14 points and we had bad field position. I'd be curious to see the stat on that. I could find it, but this is live, so I can't just pause and then Mike <laughs> and then Justin used to have a note card that he'd have for each each episode that he had prepared over the if last If we ask everyone to be real quiet, you can look it up and then you don't have like a weird audio, right? But if, you hear this. Oh. <laughs> you guys talk. Uh, <laughs> gotta love it when you're listening to a podcast and you, you can tell that like once one guy starts talking, the other guy's just seriously typing in the background. So <laughs> we don't talk to each other. We talk at each other while the other person. Yeah, that. that's actually so. how Drew wrote his master's dissertation, though, was like on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you just hear him furiously typing. That's funny. Impressive. Yeah. That's how he got his uh, doctorate. I was going to have a doctorate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how many years have you guys been at it? This is our third season. Third yeah. season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember? Pain, a, just so the collective pain is three years worth. So that's great for you guys. <laughs> sure. That's you nine, guys, nine you're, years of collecting. I would say that's almost 300 episodes. That's a, we a, started year one of Riley. So. Wow. Yeah. It's just nice sure to have you with, great with us <laughs> here. 
<laughs> I appreciate the positivity. At that, at that time, it was a, a fresh new, oh, a new beginning for Husker football. <laughs> yeah, another yeah. one. Except I think our very episode, our very first episode, you and I discussed about how when they announced the Riley hire, we were both like, Mike, who? 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 Yeah. Who's, who's this guy? Did you did you talk yourselves into him though? Because I know I did. did. I was like, the last... who the hell is this guy? But then I, you know, I went and looked. I was like, well, maybe. That's what we <laughs> did for about. I'd say the first seven years is we talked ourselves into things. And I feel yeah. like the last years we've tried harder to not do that. Yeah. I would say even with, with frost, we really doubled down on those first few seasons uh-huh. with frost, just because we had the, there's no reason of, not to. Yeah. We had the attitude of if it's not frost, who's it going to be at this point, you know? Um, and uh, here we are. Yeah. So. How, how many breweries have you guys visited? Uh, as your show visited um well, let's see we okay, probably interacted with interacted with i think we're uh, approaching somewhere around the 40 ish mark of, wow. as awesome. far as nebraska breweries and then wow. every every travel game we do a sportsman sip where we raise a glass from a brewery that uh, nebraska's traveled to cool um so we've covered quite a few uh, we've been fortunate enough to sit down with a lot of breweries too and get some good conversations in um, like, like we said, kind of at the top is we're big fans of supporting small business and, and, um, the folks that make beers are, are artists, they're craftsmen, they're tradesmen, they're, they're kind of everything. Entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah. Very and so, involved in their communities too. And, and small towns across Nebraska. So we have a, a huge respect for that. The, the anecdote that we share, which is how the conversation actually went is I called Drew, um, I think in 2020, um, and so I said, Hey, I, yeah. I'd like to start a Nebraska football podcast. And he was like, I'm 0% interested in talking about Nebraska football. I said, but every episode, we're going to cover a different Nebraska brewery. And he goes, I'm 100% interested in that. Um, So we've been been real fortunate. And with the partnership of the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild, um, they've helped us kind of get into some doors. We've we've been part of um, some Nebraska beer festivals. But it's just about elevating and and celebrating and finding new things uh, to excite us about the beer industry. And, uh, And so, yeah, it's... How many breweries are there in Nebraska? Or, yeah, breweries. There's like, an, it's in the 60, 64, 65. Okay. Yeah, two thirds. Yeah. Got a good chunk of them. Um, Professionally, two thirds we've gotten through. Personally, it's probably more. <laughs> You've, yeah. You're starting to laugh yourself on huh? yeah. Yeah. around again. <laughs> yeah. We have, we've hit the same breweries a couple of times. and Because they're always doing new stuff. And sure. Right. You know, and um, could always use the support and the reminder that, you know, hey, don't forget about these guys. So. But we, uh, we have gone uh, tip to tail. I mean, we have gone all the way out to like Alliance and Scott's Bluff to get the breweries that are out there. there physically. Yeah, physically. That's the only way to go out there and it's get them. a lot of miles. Um, there, there are, you can get like a uh, flyover brewing company out of Scott's Bluff. You can get locally in Omaha and in Lincoln. But when it comes to like uh, 719 in Alliance, you have to go there to get them. Um, and then there is, uh, is it Second Cousin in uh, Ogallala is a new brewery that just opened up. So wow. that's like now the, the furthest west. So hopefully Husker fans coming back make some shops sure. and, and, cool. and picks yeah. them up and are able yeah. to enjoy them. But again, it really is just about supporting small business and, and another way that we can kind of celebrate ourselves. We think Nebraska can go fa- uh, pound for pound with the craft beer that's out there. There's some brewers. If, if you're a fan of, you know, X brewery in, in Oregon or California or wherever, there's some Nebraska brewers who are doing the same great stuff. Awesome. So th- this is a, a non-drinker asking you this question. So do what you will with it, but what's the gooviest name that you've come across for a beer? Oh, man, yeah. we <laughs> we talked about one in our last episode called Uncle Dunkle, which isn't an actual <laughs> beer that we've had, but but it, it is a is real beer there. name. Uncle Dunkle is out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, that's a good question. We've we've talked to brewers about it because they just, I mean, they're just constantly compiling. Right. Right. Um, I think Cosmic Eye is really good with naming their beers. They've got like uh, Dinosaur Dog and um, Your Friend Death and, and stuff like that. They sound so like band names. They, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of the things that every time we, we talk to a brewer, they're always like, if you have any ideas, please share them because we yeah. are so exhausted. We, we were out. AI. At, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Beer names. <laughs> We were out at uh, Salt Mine uh, City, and they do everything trucker-related, and so we were able to pitch some beer ideas to them about, uh, like, elephant rennen is a German word for when two semis are side-by-side on the interstate and can't get around them. We're like, you got to name a stout that, and they're like, we, yeah, we're, we're taking that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, we were fortunate enough to brew a beer with Divots out of Norfolk. Uh, we called it the Triple Option. We shared that with, uh, with Justin. Uh, he came That's out right. to our event, actually. That's, That's right. when we first met. Was cool. Justin came to our beer launch. Uh, but was that last also- fall, or when was that? 
That was last, like June, July? Yeah, yeah last yeah. summer. Okay, last great. But we've also found right. too, and one of the things that we've tried to highlight, Mike, is is that there's a lot of options for non-drinkers too at craft brewers. Okay. Uh, a lot of NAs that are going on. That's become a huge thing mm. uh, with like athletic brewing, um, a lot of sodas that are being made, a lot of ways to incorporate not just, you don't have to come and drink. Mm-hmm. There's just places that you can come and join community. Sure. Um, sure. And that's that's one of the things that we love about breweries too, is that it's not just about the beer. Right. It's about community. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of options there too. A lot of brewers are getting into that game where folks can have NAs, root beers, um, you know, uh, different types of, of alcohol-less seltzers mm-hmm. um, that give you a the drinking experience without having to drink, but you still get the community aspect. Yeah, what's, that, what's the concept of like the third space where you've got like your, the, your home and then you've got like the workspace and there's like the third spaces where people can gather. And traditionally you've had community centers, churches, libraries, but you know, the local pub or brewery. Oh yeah. 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 Spot. You're talking about community people yeah. together. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. We, um, we bring our kids all the time to different breweries and they, they like the, the food, the root beer, the lemonades and stuff like that. Yeah. They just pound them, (laughs) uh, just crank up the bill, but they have a good time. Put Um, it on dad's chat. (laughs) (laughs) Stumbling their way home, you know, that's how they Um, always are. That's yeah. That's pretty typical little ones. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of breweries just really do create a great family environment. That's welcoming of of everyone. So, yeah, yeah. I can think of like heavy brewing out of Gretna. That's one that's, that's a huge family environment. They've got cornhole, they've got arcade mm-hmm. games, they've got skee ball, they've got, you know, the football games on the, on the TV, baseball, you name it. Great pizza. Um, you mentioned cosmic eye. They've got a huge kind of community hall that feels like a Viking hall. Like you'd sit down at Valhalla and you have these big wood tables. And, <laughs> they've oh. got a separate kids room there too. I yeah. Think, so, um, so there's for you guys in Lincoln, there's an awesome spot for Omaha. There's an awesome spot. I mean, there's, there's a, a great place everywhere. And then you find places like casual pint where Mike, you'd probably clean up on trivia. You know, you can show up at a place like that. They've got great food. They've got some NA options and uh, they've got nights where, you know, guys like you can run the gambit, win a new t-shirt and some, some cool <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Speaking of kids, I've got a couple kids. In the yeah, audience. I've been watching them. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys want to say anything into the mic? Their interest level has been uh, oh, waning. Oh, I we see got one. Yes, I Come see here. a yes. Come on up. Come here. Oh, oh, we got. Oh, we got both brave ones. Watch, so, watch out for cords. So, Justin, uh, does Ernest know about Ernest yet? I know that. No, that we, wait, we, we haven't are. yet. Okay. All right. I, I won't uh, spoil that. <laughs> what, what do you guys want to talk about? What did you think of the game? You're talking to the mic. Good. Was Did you have a favorite play today? I liked it when we did touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's, that's, that's a good answer. Me too. What about you, Lenora? The really big catches. Yeah. Those yeah, are exciting. Explosive plays. Why do you guys like Nebraska football? Because it's fun to play. Yeah. What about you, Lenora? Because they run a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You guys like running? Yeah. You like play? I play soccer. Oh, yeah. So do you. <laughs> what other sports do you play? Baseball and basketball. What about you? Volleyball, softball, and basketball. Okay. Wow. Cool. Well, anything else you want to say? How about go Big Red? Go Big Red. Go Big Red. All right. Thanks, awesome. guys. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Woo. Audience participation. <laughs> So I just want to say thank you for calling it cornhole um, and not bags. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Isn't that what it's called? That's corn, I've yeah. had people insisting that it's bags recently and I'm like, it's, it's cornhole. Come on. It's cornhole. But yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it's 100% cornhole. Yeah. If you yeah, said bags, I wouldn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> they got bags. Everybody's got bags. <laughs> you know, they're just loaded with sacks. <laughs> Tons of bags. <laughs> this team, this this game was loaded with sacks today, you guys. Both what? sides of the ball. Big Colorado, Mac, Big Mac sacks. Colorado did a decent job of putting pressure on when pressure needed to be applied. One of the things we talked mm. about in our in our uh, preview game, our preview episode on Colorado, was that I think Charles Kelly's. If if this staff sticks around, mm. Colorado could have a pretty salty defense. You know, you look at the stats that he threw out at FSU when he was the head coordinator, and uh, the work he did at Alabama when he was, you know, chiming in there as well. Um, they're, they're a sub 20 points per game defense. Hmm. Um, and if they can continue to recruit and develop, especially going into a, a place like the, the big 12, yeah. uh, in future seasons, I think that they could have a pretty salty defense, whether or not you have generational players like Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter and the guys that they brought in, you know, remains to be seen. It's still a long season, but the way they've played through two games, you know, Colorado re- definitely has their stars. Um, I don't know that the offense 
stays that way with what Sean Lewis has thrown out there offensively. It's nothing super impressive. Nebraska exposed a whole lot. That's another positive. Yeah. Hey, right. Nebraska definitely showed a, a way to victory. Uh, they just didn't take that uh, direction. But uh, <laughs> but I do think Colorado could, there helping others. Yeah. Yeah, could ultimately develop into a, a pretty decent defense down the road as, as Kelly's uh, calls start to, to become uh, more second nature. Mm. Well, as we're... Uh... As we often say, we, we wish them all the best at this point after beating us. Oh, I, I hope they uh, nope. run the ta- run the table. Two and ten, baby. Two and ten. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not to cut <laughs> you off, interrupt, and leave it on a tower. I hope I hope Colorado just has a real rough. We just want them to crash and burn. Hopefully, everybody looks at the tape and sees where we exposed them. And can... nobody nobody's going to look at them at the end of the year if they're like eleven and one and be like, oh man, that Nebraska team. <laughs> like, we thought pretty bad things about them, but now you know. Yeah, good I guess point. They weren't, so, yeah, Did you see the headline somewhere that was like America's team? or something about Colorado. Yeah, what? that's that's why I wanted to stop. Is the, just the, <laughs> the hype and the way that guys, like just the, the analysts are just drooling Something over. very used car salesman about the whole production. Yeah, yeah. it just feels it just feels gross to me. And I, and I don't like, if, if it's successful, great. You know, good for Dion. Like everybody's going to have their own way of doing things. And I'm, uh, I don't push back against that. It just doesn't jive with me and what I, what I like, you know, it's, it's pure opinion, but yeah, it just, it just feels kind of for most of our fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I've, Justin that's has, a general impression I've gotten, but yeah. Justin's been long ringing the bell of like the purity of college football has been on the decline over the last decade or so with a lot of the rule changes and, and just the direction with NIL and, and Old all that yells at clouds, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, um, with them bringing in so many people from the transfer portal, it's just a, it's semi-pro. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it is. Yep. So do, do you, do you feel like the NIL is, is difficult right now because it is so kind of unclear and the transfer portal feels very like, like it feels very cloudy and that anyone can kind of use it however they choose, as opposed to there being kind of set rules. Like, is that part of it? Because I feel like if there was a governing body, um, not counting the NCAA that actually like cared, uh, and, and, and did the hard work to really lay out what, what the ground rules are and, and things of that nature, instead of taking advantage of situations like this, where every commercial has to do with Deion Sanders and oh every gosh. pregame has to do with Deion Sanders and everyone covering has to do with Deion. Like, do you feel like that's part of it where, where, where that frustration lies that there's just no boundaries being set? Cause I don't mind operating within boundaries and trying to like, sure. Go on that. Front. A little standardization would be nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say level playing field because honestly, this is an area where we could have a competitive advantage. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm all about most of those things. Um, yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't have good form thoughts at this point. I just, but, I just feel like it's the wild west right now. Yeah, like, no, that's for it sure. feels icky. <laughs> it feels icky. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, Used to be, you, could, you commit to a school and you're there the whole time. And <laughs> Back in my day, you suffered. Yeah. You suffered for your craft. <laughs> I think we can call it, guys. What do you yeah, think? think so? Yep. I think, I think if, if someone sticks through this, if you, you could pop into this podcast and hear some great stuff along the way and you could skip through some other stuff and there's lots of good nuggets. You need to keep listening the whole time, though. Yeah. I got another six hours in the tank. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> well, to, you should record tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. <laughs> Save it. Yeah. You're I'll gonna, I'll gonna hear all we ever it. do that? Yeah. You ever do that? When it, we'll, like, we'll start talking before we hit record and we're like, wait, 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 wait. Just yeah, don't say that. Save that for when then I we're can't actually react talking. genuinely. <laughs> we do a lot of do that. We do that. A little bit of like, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we do we do we say that a lot. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. We'll and talk about we, it. And then we, and we never yeah. talk about it. Should have taken notes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I think we'd like to end things with a go big red. Yeah, absolutely. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Red. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank Thanks you so for much having for having us. us. We really appreciate uh, it. Where can, our, where can our listeners find you guys? Easiest place, wannabewalkons.com. Click on the podcast. Uh, we have the stream right on there, plus all the different links if you'd like to listen to it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you like to go. Awesome. You Super. guys got a TikTok? No. No, I'm uh, 30. No, I'm 35, so I, I do not have a TikTok. <laughs> all right. Cool. Check, check them out if you're not listening already. I'm talking into the camera even though we don't usually do that but appreciate you guys coming out and uh made this a lot more fun for us yeah no, thank you thank guys you. thanks guys thanks go big red go, go big, big red, red. red. a heard at sports network production